and that's all on an audio recording. <laughs> Welcome to Making Sense with the Boys. That's what I wanted. This is Dimitri. This is Omer. Midge Diver. Axel. Pablo. Welcome, Sam. welcome. And Paul. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Midge just went like, Midge Diver. And you're still making fun of my welcome, welcome. What's his name? Alright, <laughs> so boys, what are we talking about today? Crisper. Mitch, is that your official name? <laughs> Mitch Diver? How did you is know, it, bro? Is Mitch short for Mitch Diver? Yeah. That's like Are a satanic serious? name. That's man. like Megan right. being short for Megatron. <laughs> Dude, I wish my name was short for Megatron. <laughs> you really can't let your name there, bro. What are you gonna do? Uh, no, my 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 real name is Mitch. Well, I'm a sack of Is it is it Mitchell or Mitch? Don't don't call me Mitchell, please. <laughs> is it Mitchell though? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, can um Axel introduce us to our our topic for today, CRISPR. All right, so uh, I'll just briefly talk about what CRISPR is. It's like a simple uh, gene editing tool which allows researchers essentially to alter like DNA sequences uh, and modify like the, the gene function. And I mean, it has like plenty of different applications for including um, like correcting genetic defects, treating and preventing uh, like diseases, and also improving crops. And uh, Mitch, uh, would you like to define uh, how CRISPR came about? Well, uh, in the short, uh, 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 CRISPRs, CRISP, CRISPR are specialized stretches of DNA. The, the protein Cas9, also called Cas9, yeah, yeah, it, it's an enzyme that acts like a pair of molecular scissors capable of cutting strands of DNA. Could you make it any more obvious that you're reading up a website? <laughs> Please, uh, we have a... Uh, what is it called? We Reliant have bibliography source. and... <laughs> right, so uh, basically, um, with the use of CRISPR, um, it basically replicates the d different uh, sequences of DNA, uh, translating it to RNA. And so, for example, if you have an animal which has some desirable traits, uh, let's let's use like a horse for example in racing competition. There's this horse. <laughs> What's what up? desirable trait does a horse have? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's like fast, you know, it lives long. And so right. you, you take you edit those genes using the the CRISPR technology, and so in and then you'd replicate that into a future horse which hasn't been born yet and is still in the embryo stage. And so you transfer that into the embryo uh, cellulose, is what it's called, and then from there the um the actual embryo will grow with these desirable traits and so it becomes uh well altered and crisperized in that sense <laughs> crisperized. That, that's, that's a good point that's actually that's a really a good, good word like crisperized yeah thank you so, so we just wanted to, to we, we just wanted to do, to discuss like uh basically i guess future applications uh, and impacts um, and then the, the ethics of those what can happen like impact, yeah. ethics, applications, who should get it, who shouldn't, where, where the line is, is there a line, etc. Yeah. Most most of this is opinion. This is not really a lot of facts based. Well, then give your opinion it, on what the application in terms of sport wait, is. Wait, wait. Well, no, first, let's okay, just... th this is actually fact based, but it's how we have reacted to these facts that has formed our opinions. Our, our podcast is very credible. Yes, Dimitri. Correct. Please. I, I take I take back what I said. I was wrong. Please elaborate on um, on what you think the applications and implications 
of uh, CRISPR are in sports? Well, I guess let's with sports. Let's let's talk about sports, eh? Yet again, <laughs> our, our favorite theme. Well, first of all, like with designer babies, you you can modify it. You can put like a, a horse gene into a child. A fast child. Yeah, you really can. You probably could get the muscle. The no, no, what you need? No, I wasn't talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the muscle part of like the horse, you could probably put, and like stamina of the horse, you can probably put that in a child, uh, and therefore it will have monstro monstrous, monstrous, yeah, monstrous <laughs> legs, right? It. And its lungs will be like. But it doesn't work that way. You need to have uh, different um, genes which are similar in terms of the DNA structure, because you know the DNA are made of different. Um, like strands of. What? They, oh, they uh, grew <laughs> a human ear on a rat's back. Yeah, but that's 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 human on an animal. But you can't have an animal oh. in a human that is too far away from a human. If you know what I mean, like from monkeys ah. and then like different variations of apes, that would work. If you took like a hippo, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and wanted like a human to float better, for example, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't work. Like it just. Uh, happen. Okay, so, but that means we can make gorilla humans. I imagine an axle right here. Yeah. And then, but then like, shape and form of a gorilla. Then it'd just be a gorilla. No, th gorilla then it would just be a cyan Williams. It would think uh, like a human though. No, he'd be Dimitri. Aha! But do you see the point? Like, for example, you could have yeah, hi hypothetically yes. Like the strength of a gorilla in a boxer, that would be unfair, right? <laughs> gorilla versus boxer, bro. I think it's pretty. Funny. Exactly. So <laughs> would there would there be would there need to be a kind of regulation in, for example, these leagues like the NBA, NFL? Well, I mean, obviously there should be regulations because you can't have uh, somebody who's modified to be superior than the human being. So, but already there's some regulations because I know in some female sports, women that have like a certain amount of testosterone or that were born Man. with testicles like aren't allowed to. Well, do are they really women things. then? Are they? Well, that's that, that's a whole, well, that's a whole other conversation. Biologically, are they women? No. No. Exactly. But the thing that's a whole different topic. But I'm talking. <laughs> I'm saying that there's already some regulations, but obviously we would have to expand on those regulations. Like, right. And so do, do you think that there should be, like, a, this is very uh, theoretical, but different, um, how should I phrase this, categories for, uh, but I mean, I guess that would lead to <laughs> so it's, bro, different segregational aspects <laughs> in like society. Tw 12 different basketball leagues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like gorilla versus gorilla, you know? Why? <laughs> Who are you calling a gorilla? The gorilla one, the horse one, the human one. <laughs> <laughs> So you have these like uh, these superhuman leagues, right? Yeah, but yeah. Axel, you're talking way in the future. No, yeah, of course, but that, that's like jam. <laughs> but, but that's like an implication of what CRISPR could bring for the down in the line. Like yeah, I agree. Because it'd be unfair to have a normal person with normal strength and then fight like a lion type yeah. strength, you know. But I feel like when you if you ever if society ever reaches that point, that's an indication that you've, me you've messed up. Humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Could we go back to the point when Axel said that uh, a ear grows on the rat or whatever? Yeah. What was right. that again? Uh, what was it? Yeah. Explain it. Well, yeah. on the on the series Unnatural Selection on Netflix, uh, they're talking about how they have put an ear uh, on rats, 
on a, the rat's back. So, for example, or a fet- yeah. fet- veterans that veterans, fe- veterans, oh, yeah. veterans from the army, veterans from the right, army. Like the when they <laughs> lost their ear, like they can like yeah. they can grow an ear, yeah. uh, and and then put that ear on the the, the veteran. I mean, the, the, the yo, wait, 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 wait. That's, isn't that like Oryx and Crake, where they yeah, get pigs exactly. and grow like twenty livers yeah. on a pig? So but that's, that's, that's my. But that actually happens in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, welcome! Uh, well, well, welcome back for from our pause. They never they, they, they they pause. <laughs> Only we pause every time you do this. Dude. They they don't don't technical difficulty. They have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them know. It was okay. Can we just Dimitri scolding us? So <laughs> <laughs> what were you anyway. talking about, Pablo, with the the pigs and twenty livers? Um. Let's let the man chew. So we see that in a dystopian novel. Already, some of the aspects predicted by Margaret Atwood are coming into real life. So, like, that's kind of showing how society's kind of going the way of Oryx and Craig. Slowly. Yeah, but, I mean, I just want to add on that. Like, do you guys really think it's, like, ethically okay to have something that was in a rat on you? Like, that seems... I'd rather have, like, an ear than no ear. I would rather... To be honest, my personal opinion is I would definitely not like that. Yeah. Like, I'm a fucking... I'm a rat. <laughs> no, I think it's not so much of the problem with humans, but like you're you're condemning a rat to a crappy life, just being harvested for years, bro. It's like what kind of life is that, bro? Poor rat. Like the the thing is though, first of all, rats already used to test any product. So many of them die because yeah. you know, like it's not even that bad. And second, the people, <laughs> the, the people choose whether they want to have the ear or not. It's, it's completely yeah, 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 their yeah. choice. So I don't think like yeah, if you, if you don't want to be a rat, that's fine, Sam. But if Paul doesn't have an ear and maybe he wants to be a rat <laughs> and Agnes will stop spitting in the bag, then Paul can have a. Rat. <laughs> I just want this the grossest thing. <laughs> okay, carry on. Paul can have a rat ear then if he wants to. Yes, but that's my point. Is people that get their ear taken off or whatever. Do you think somebody would actually want a rat's ear? I would. It's How do you? Happening right now. Like, are you sure? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. I bet there's some people that are against. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. If, they, if you don't want it, don't get it. Like, but then, like, how? I mean, okay. Wait. The reason why there's a rat uh, ear or whatever is because it's just easier to obtain the the ear to put on somebody, yeah. right? So, so what do you guys think if um, if for example these rat-grown ears or uh, any other like limbs livers whatever are actually superior to the ones that humans have themselves what, what what do you think are the um like would everyone just up and get a get a pig limb you know i think that could be a problem because if you think about it for example uh this was uh said in on natural selection like for example uh up to like right now that, that's not genetic um anyway society usually has a problem with things that give people unfair advantages rather than um, things that help people be on the same level. For example, uh, this genetic editing thing that's gonna make someone stronger, like stronger than the average person, uh, like people are gonna have a problem with that because it's not something like giving glasses to a blind person, you know? It's not something that's bringing everyone to the same level, it's actually putting people in other levels so it could lead to like segregation and stuff like that. But from a medical standpoint, I guess it could be very interesting to investigate the different implications that m- more efficient or better in general uh, organs can bring to people who have actually lost uh, 
organs in this scenario because I mean I don't know if you guys know probably do but in the United States the waiting list for any and all types of organs is incredibly long and people mm -hmm. die from this and so having the availability and possibility of effectively manufacturing it's a rude sense of that word but different types of uh, organs which can help humans live uh, for those who've lost it could be interesting that's a good point uh, what, do you think if for example uh, someone had like a disease in one in, in any organ and the organ would have to be replaced do you think it, it's necessary for for those people see we're talking about having a better liver or, or a better heart than someone else but would that be necessary for that person but they would die otherwise yeah. no no but no, not not like better as like <clears throat> like of course they need a, a heart that for, let's just take the heart example okay if the heart is like has a disease and it's gonna like die at some point mm -hmm. obviously the person should get a heart that's like like yours like yours like yours like a heart that's on the same level like pablo is saying but would it be necessary for mankind to have organs that go over that level what what do you mean mitch do you th uh, are, are you saying that um like would would it be reasonable to produce those organs those superior organs in the first place yes like, I think I think I understand what you're saying. So you're trying to get like all of mankind on a superior level, so like like make progress or evolution for all of mankind. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, is it necessary to, for example, if Dimitri has a better heart than yours, it is that really necessary? Like, wh why would mankind want such a thing? So um, so say say that you don't engineer them specifically to be superior but the only thing you can do is to make them superior for example um a heart that's been used for 17 years already uh is probably going to be worse off than a heart that has just been grown from a pig you know like if it's been grown well obviously mm -hmm. so um i think that's just a natural thing that comes with it um but also this uh with the point that pablo was making about how uh I think it was like the availability of it, you know, like no, giving yeah, it to. Okay, yeah. Um, that uh, if there's a cost involved as well, that people have to pay to get this, um, that that's hugely inequitable, because um, obviously there's many poor people, and I think it's like poor people disproportionately have more diseases because they have worse health care yeah. um, and so these are the people who would really be in need so would it be more ethical for the government to supply these organs mm -hmm. or um, keep it on a cost thing I think well uh, that's a tough question but I think uh, I don't know I don't know Mitch well, what were you going to say what, what the benefit like you said before what the benefits outweigh the cost in that example what what like See, you're saying here that the, the government would basically have to start a, a, a lab on a whole nother thing and like with the farm and everything. And while that's revenue, government revenue could also go into like poorer, like lower income groups, you know, yeah. while the government is now uh, investing in this, let's just say stronger hearts, better hearts. But is it really worth the benefit would the benefit of having one person with a stronger heart or multiple people with a stronger heart would that outweigh the cost of having like uh, a, a large part of your civilization being in a bad 
financial state? Yeah, to answer that question, um, I would just like to relate it first to a movie called Elysium, where basically, just to give a bit of sidetrack background story, is the fact that there, uh, there's an advanced society uh, of rich people who uh, go into this international space station created just for them, and they have found different solutions of prolonging life and solving diseases, whereas the rest of mankind, who is poor and cannot afford to go there, um, don't have access to this. And at the end of the movie, what happens is that the entire uh, system, which segregates the people because everyone has been registered, uh, disappears. And so since that technology has already been in, in place, uh, everyone who has been suffering all the side effects of not being treated gets treated. And so in relation to what you were saying, Mitch, um, I think it would be necessary for um, said person to have a better heart because overall if you can increase the efficiency of growing hearts in different animals or using CRISPR because that's what we're talking about today mm -hmm. um, to make the heart better we're advancing both the the reduced size of gap between um, socioeconomic people around the world and also advancing it to the next level now it's a pretty complex thing to discuss of like how how much are we advancing civilization by because we still don't know um, whether the babies of those people who've had this heart transplant which is we'll a better heart will have that heart or go back like we still don't know but in my opinion I think it'd be important for this technology to continue and just to help everyone yeah. but um Axel <clears throat> do you think we're actually advancing or do you think that multinational corporations or like people that invest in CRISPR are just wasting money into something that will potentially not work in the future um, I mean I've spoken quite a lot so I think Omer okay. you should go ahead there's well first of all for CRISPR there's no investment really it's just some money and like your time if anyone can really take if you have the right materials and you buy the right materials which barely cost anything no, but people are, uh, like large corporations are putting huge amounts of money into they CRISPR. are but to actually do like any of this stuff you don't need much like, oh, yeah, I think yeah, in the movie yeah. that the thing that Mitch mentioned on Netflix he, like the guy's doing with dogs and stuff he doesn't have any money at all he's just doing it because he can yeah, but I, I think if, if people would want to be testing on a bigger scale and get a whole, like, just a bigger everything, then it would cost more money. Like, like you said, like, a CRISPR package, like that, like, that, what's that, Paul, what's that guy's name from NASA? I think it was Josiah Zainar. Yeah, like, he, he in America, he sells pack, CRISPR package, packages that you can buy for about 114 bucks, uh, and then you can basically modify your own gene. Hold on, it's illegal. Yes, yes. Yeah, not, yeah. not in Germany. Yeah, it's not yeah. legal in Germany. But even if it isn't, like it's really hard to monitor someone doing that in their own house. Yeah. You can't yeah. So, do you guys think um, would it would it be better to have the availability for everyone, or um, d because of the uh, dangers associated with like people like genetically engineering uh, an invasive species or something like that, um, or would it be better to just have it limited to uh, governments or certain corporations? I would think it's better to have people that are qualified yeah. to treat with such things, like give them the availability, because who knows what people will produce if uh, anybody can have access to this sort of... So Paul, what, what do you mean by qualified people? Qualified people, I mean like authority, authority figures. figures, educated people, uh, people which have a large understanding yeah. in this field yeah okay, um i personally think nobody should have this like this thing i mean this is so unnatural 
as it literally uh-huh. says in the documentary that Mitch is talking about. It's called like, it just seems so, I don't know, yeah, unnatural. I just personally don't think it should be. But doesn't all, like, innovative scientific advancement seem unnatural? Like, for example, the, um, I, I don't have an argument right now, but uh, t- take the Hadron Collider. Like, us finding the God particle, I mean, um, it, it's unnatural because it doesn't exist in nature. Humans have manufactured this particle, which exists for such a small time period. And what it allows us is to investigate uh, further mathematics and to the quantum physics. But like, like it's not natural in that sense. But, yeah, but it is. Don't you think that investigating the unnatural will lead us to better understanding of what we have now and can do? I mean, I understand that. I understand your point. But this is directly affecting humans and how humans like operate and stuff. And I just see, I feel like it's just so unfair. You know. In what one? In what I mean, sense? It, because it's so unfair to the people that can't obtain it. And like, I understand that. Yeah, you have authorities or whatever, like using it. But then they put it on certain people. They wouldn't give it to everybody. Because if thing. only a certain amount of people have it, then that's just unfair. But that's the thing. Everyone, it's basically available to everyone, except if your government, like for example, Germany makes it illegal. It's it. The, the whole thing is so cheap. You can make your own. You can make a DNA strand if you wanted to, like that guy did. You can make your own DNA strand that would enhance your muscle just buy an extra syringe and you can inject it in yourself th- th- that that's the whole crispr part already like it's really available but you can't you can't um like specifically you're saying that it's really available but you can't really select efficiently which genome you'd like to select for the advancement you yeah you can you, you can, can. You can. can. that's the whole thing but how? Because in your, it's not there. Like okay. no, 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 you. It's it's scientifically, you can't. Like it's very. Yeah, technical, you. It's technical, but you can't. But back to what Demi was saying earlier, he said should it be available, and Paul had said that um, it it should. The thing is that it should not be available to anyone. But the thing is that it's so easy to do, and everyone knows how it works. There's simple Google search that at this point anyone can do it. So it's not possible to limit it to anyone. And even like as we're speaking right now, someone could be working on like the next generation of superhumans, for example. There's nothing anyone can do about it because it's so easy to do, and there's just no way to regulate yeah. that or limit it any low. I think going back to availability, for example, Mitch, you said it was really cheap, or maybe it was somewhere. But the, the thing is, it's cheap for us, like people li- living in the first world. It's like, hundred bucks. Yeah, but hundred bucks. Wait, wait. Like I'm talking, like a hundred bucks is a ton of money for some people. For people that have the knowledge, or like no, it, but the, the, can, the problem is, I think you're saying, oh yeah, everyone can get it, it's cheap and everything, but that's not true. I think that mm, that's a bit too optimistic. Okay. There's plenty of people who don't have the money for it. That's why I think it um it should only be done like by official government or hospitals to help people when they're in this in desperate need for something where it's a maybe a life or death situation or where it's I helping them. I, I don't think that. I don't think people should be doing it on their own. Yeah. Right? Like it has terrible consequences. They shouldn't, but you can and a hundred bucks I mean anyone can afford a fucking four billion no, not, not every no, 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 at no. least three two to three billion people in the world will if they really want to will easily be able to spend a hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah but then you're gonna have two to That's three it. billion people that are gonna be way richer no, and superior they, they than everyone do it. else. It doesn't mean they get the actual like genes. That just means they can make them themselves. Like not if everyone in the world doesn't want I think that should, be, that should be very legal. I think. Can I just can I just say everyone just disrespected the raise your hand rule <laughs> too far. <laughs> I just want to say. Right there, to, 
Don't spit in the back. Don't do it. Just, I just disgust. Dude, swallow like normal people. Why to that? Motion to kick actually. Back to I just wanted to say, like, to your comment, like, if if people wouldn't be able to afford this CRISPR package, would it really be in their interest to buy it? You know. Yeah. No, um, so like, so no, like, it's available. It's available to the people who have a demand for it. But the problem it's is so gross. <laughs> Why'd you spit into that, bro? The <laughs> spitting all over the place. <laughs> the problem is, okay, people might not want it, but it doesn't change the fact that other people want it. And if other people want it and get it, it makes them superior to other people. And that's not fair to them. Because maybe they can't afford it or they just don't want it. And it's going to lead to like <laughs> segregation and, and like huge inequalities. Like if you think there's like discrimination against like uh, races or like gender disparities nowadays, think about adding another type of discrimination to people who haven't done this type of thing. Or we can't do it. That's a good point, Pablo. And I, I agree with what, with what Pablo was saying that $100 might, might seem like it's nothing to us. But compared to other people in the world, third world, third, third world countries, or even to second world countries, developing countries, people that are willing to spend a hundred dollars on something that might that's just like for a hobby, not necessarily what they're working towards, might be might seem like a ton of money. But I mean, some people in second and third world countries might be actually willing to make that investment of genetically modifying their babies to have higher intellect or more uh, better learning capabilities so that they can bring more money to the household and be more successful than them themselves so i think in that sense people sh could and and will might um invest a lot of their money which they might not have uh into that that's a good point also coming back to what you said paul um well, just this whole whole cost conversation in general we're, we're talking about how easy it is to buy this kit to buy this kit but not about um, the difficulty with like learning how to do things you know like people in second and third world countries might not actually have that internet connect connection to find out all about um, they how to use a, all they this have stuff IMAX, actually they do have an internet connection what WiMAX? It's the internet for broke countries. <laughs> really? Yeah. What, what can you do in Wi-Fi? It's like really wide range, but it's really, really bad. Like yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah, it works though. Yeah. So if you're working all day to support your family, um, then where where are you gonna find the time to l learn about uh, biology and chemistry and? This was about my point. Like, if 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 people are struggling to like with money, I I would say if you can't get like a hundred. Bucks, maybe that's maybe <laughs> Christmas <thing>. not for you. <laughs> yeah, like like it's not in your demand, you know. Like you rather have, I don't know, pay rent, get groceries, yeah, like also like educate, like normal education yeah. for school, and in, instead of like investing in something that's just where the risk is so high that it won't even work. It's unreal. Yeah, exactly. But then, do you guys think that have you heard of the release? Kind of sidetrack again. The release of Starlink, which is a company yet again funded by e Elon Musk, and what which, a legend, bro. which aims. Not a legend. Right. He's balling. Thank you. He's South African. Okay. Sorry, Axel was talking. Uh, which aims to deploy uh, hundreds of thousands of satellites into orbit, and which interconnect oh, yeah. themselves, and such that you can get internet access everywhere for cheap. So any third world country 
will have access to internet. If so you have the biggest amount no, of no, okay, yeah. that's a fact. But then, how do you think that that relates to Mitch or Dimitri's previous point of uh, losing time and not actually having much sense into investing into that, knowing that they don't have the knowledge? I mean, okay, it's still. I, what? Please choke on your saliva anymore. Um, <laughs> no, I think the point he was making is even if like you have Wi-Fi, if you're still farming all day uh, in like a third world country, do you have the time <laughs> to uh, to go research about CRISPR? No, I think if they want to, they will. I don't think that time has played a big role. If you want to make the time to do something, you'll make the time to do it. I don't know, dude. Yeah, Some people work like three jobs like you 12 hours a day yeah okay yeah, but th- yeah. but think of this it's like five minutes of research right. ten minutes of research you'll learn how to do it no. okay. Uh, all right. well okay answering to what you said omer that's that's false because you don't know the educational background of these farmers yeah, exactly. and whether they actually know at all about what ribonucleic acid is or any of the processes of biology and how that works and they don't want to do it and but that's the thing they if they have the motivation for their children to do better so that they to can... Do, to do CRISPR? No, 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 no. For them... Okay, listen. So that they will invest the time, money, and for research what? to learn about CRISPR so that they can genetically modify their children in the future so that they can have better opportunities and bring more money globally to that family. So we're saying that you want people to genetically modify their I don't want it personally, but it's an aspect to take into consideration. Also... I just have to say that a lot of poor people and less educated people are much more against uh, new technology and new whatever it's what, what's your call it. Yeah, yeah, we know um, what you mean. Yeah, exactly. In what country? Why? Why? In many countries because Why? they don't trust it. They don't, they don't know. have access. They're not. They're not. They're not, they're not used to it. Like everything they're used to, they'll do. But a lot of the things that like a, a lot of people don't like change, and that's just a fact. So they won't want to change. Some like they're babies, you know. Okay, okay. So we trust. They have diarrhea. We don't get diarrhea, or we get diarrhea, but we can like get rid of it because of like the medicine. Would they be like they? They'd want the medicine changed because it was good, and they wouldn't get it. That's fine. No, not necessarily. But we like if we get diarrhea, I'm not gonna die from it. Someone people in Africa die from it like all the time because diarrhea. Yeah, Yeah. diarrhea kills so many people over here. And the thing is, like, if if it's a good change, right? If they can get the proper medication. To like prevent them from dying because of diarrhea, they'd want it because it's beneficial. Oh, I, I, wait, wait, wait! I think, bro, diarrhea is a symptom. Like it doesn't kill people. It's diarrhea yeah, kills, it kills people. Regardless wait, please, of please like, do your research. Wait, problem. excuse me. Let, how can diarrhea do, is a leading how killer, killer of people in Africa? Kill you Be- because bro, you just keep pooping and then there's no pooping. there's you. How everything you eat, you but, then, but then it's a symptom. It's not the actual pooping. The actual no, pooping of the liquid. Can we have one person speak at a time, please? It's something that's causing the pooping of the liquid. That's also can I just can I just make a side can I just make a side note guys guys imagine sharding and dying that's what happens what no that does what can we get back to the point we were discussing yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I said that um if it's like beneficial even the poor people would be open to change because you said they don't yes but I just don't think a lot of people that aren't educated don't trust this stuff regardless like these new medications they're all used to the traditional way of doing things like what, they don't even like, no they don't even like uh, they don't even en- they don't even enjoy taking like medications that are like from pills and stuff. They think everything has to be natural. But I, I think like, you're not wrong because yeah, but that's a that's the majority of Africa. You, you know how there's some remote tribes that don't have any like diseases or flus or whatever because they've never been like open to it. 
And then if our society brings that to them and makes them sick, then their traditional methods won't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's that's our fault because we're doing that to them. So for, for their lifestyle, whatever they want works. But then everyone lives together. So if our, like the coronavirus, for example, if we're talking about that, if it comes over to a place where you don't have medication for it, or you're like, you need, you actually need like paracetamol or something because your immune system can't fix it, then they're going to need it. They won't have a choice at that point. Right. People tend to be more opportunistic towards new technologies that will be in their favor yeah. for life and being able to live. Like, they're not going to reject it. Unless there's a, if it's some, like, really indigenous systems, uh, not systems, but, like, people, yeah. um, like, in the remote areas of, I don't know, Australia, who've never, like, heard about... Yeah. Why like, Australia? I don't know. They just seem like... <laughs> abos, bro. Like, not very the Amazon aware Christ. of technological advancements yeah. then yes Above. your point would stand but like that's not the majority of third world people uh, they actually don't know much and so from that standpoint then but what, what yeah. countries are we classifying as third world like no any anywhere which is like already post industrial revolution I mean that's everywhere but like yeah people don't use the word like the terms like first, second, third world countries. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, well, well, they incorrect. Okay, well yeah, then let's just so say one one low income countries then. If that's even situation. low income, like, let's say um, like a lot of countries in uh, Southeast Asia are low income countries. Yeah. They obviously they uh, all so, have so, Sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, but th- this isn't the really the topic of discussion. Yeah. So let, let's... Um, no, because we're talking about availability. We are talking about... But you guys have to realize it's a normal... Poor people don't only live in like LICs. Also like in Switzerland... Okay, maybe not Switzerland. But in the United States, there's also a ton of poor people, some of which even live below the poverty line, but like can't afford like all this CRISPR technology or even researching into it. Yeah, like that assists in most in like developed countries. Can we go back on the point that people might not be educated enough to, like, understand understand the concept of CRISPR, and if they buy them, even if they have the financial support, they could not know what is actually going into their body, which is gonna be harm. People that don't inform of the the consequences CRISPR could have. Wait, I just wanted to say that I did do some research on the diarrhea and it could it it could kill you. I apologize. Okay. Uh, th- 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 thank you, Pablo, for your incredibly helpful point. You weren't here. When we yeah, were you weren't here. That was a helpful point, and I respect you for correcting. Thank you. I appreciate that. Moving on, Paul. Um, could you please repeat your point? No. I think I made it pretty clear. If you want to hear my point again, you watch the damn. Should we move on to our next? No, no, no. Let's first finish this discussion. Why do you want me to repeat my point? Because I was gonna say something. Alright. Okay. So what I said pretty much is that people that are not educated about CRISPR as a whole and what it will cause, like what consequences it will have when they perform it on themselves or other people, like it's. That's gonna have a huge impact. On so, society. do you think um, also the the role of corporations coming into LICs uh, and pushing this CRISPR product and uh, mm-hmm. and tricking low income people is actually a very real possibility? Yeah, but ooh, why why do you say tricking? Um, like advertising one thing and then having oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, I feel like um that could be done but because they could trick people into thinking that it might be something good and then like it actually having negative consequences but i feel like if we educate society as a whole like you know um what's it what are they calling them and all that 
called that's what I was contraceptives. contraceptives were introduced yeah. to uh, less economically developed get out of town yeah. Pablo they're saying Okay, before I saw something disgusting, <laughs> what I was saying is uh, contraceptives were introduced in LICs, um, and you can clearly see how, um, like, okay, so typically in low-income countries, they have huge families to help in agriculture, yeah. although that might not always be beneficial because some of the children die. That's why they because have of malnutrition. That's why... Um, Contraceptives were introduced in low-income countries, so I don't think necessary. Ne- I don't think introducing CRISPR would be tricking people if you educate them correctly. That's also, correct. you had mentioned <laughs> you had mentioned education, um, and the thing with uh, like at least for education, what Paul was talking about contraceptives, we have so many campaigns educating people on how to use them, why they're beneficial, and like everything about them. So if the same thing would happen for CRISPR if it really was that beneficial or if society did get to a point where everyone used it. So I don't think edu- everything gets around the world eventually. just takes its time and takes its course. And do you guys think that... Um, how far do you think... So, okay, let's say that everyone has the accessibility to this kit and um, is able to carry out their own, their own experiments. Do you think that there's a line... Uh, to how far or what they should be editing. And who gets to make that line? Exactly. Right, so I mean, that's a pretty multi-layered question. Um, So I'd just like to backstep on what what we were talking about, uh, who should be able to control slash manipulate the availability of CRISPR. And in my personal opinion, I would think that um, limiting CRISPR technology to uh, certified hospitals or uh, which have... Um, national relations uh, like NATO or wh- whatever should have this restriction and be able to enforce um, uh, different laws which ban other people who are not certified and in terms of uh, how far we should actually go it's quite difficult to say because we haven't actually seen uh, like an outburst n- not, not necessarily an outburst but like actually genetically modified people um, that I know of for sure I mean, in the in the far reach, I would suppose that like someone who actually looks human and doesn't have like excessively big muscles, or, like a big brain, for example, like like, like so, something minute that will help them like live, you know, for example, like a better circulatory system if they have high blood pressure, Th- that that would be good for them. And I guess I would draw the line of on aesthetical features. That's that's what I would think. I mean. You know, there's already genetic modification on humans. Yeah. Perhaps. Uh, like, I, I like, uh, for example, on the unnatural selection show thing, there was a kid that was missing uh, a um, a strand, a gene, right? a gene strand, which meant that he couldn't see and he was turning blind. But eventually, they changed that, so they did a cr- <coughs> like CRISPR on his eyes, yeah. uh, and he could see perfectly fine after that again. So, okay. Relating to that, let me pose this uh, context to you guys. Um, so these two parents are known to have these genes, and um, they know 100% for a fact that their baby will have a hereditary disease, and um, that it will make that it would make life very tough for that child. Yo, please stop fighting. 
Please, please stop taking pictures of us, Amir. How about you get into this conversation? Let, let, let I'll, I'll come in when it gets, uh, when it gets bro. So we just had um, a little pause Dumbest. due to technical difficulties. So to okay to reinstate to restate, uh, two parents, both um, both carriers of a hereditary disease, know that when they're. T- that they're having a child and their child will definitely have this disease that makes sure that uh, so that the child the child will live a um a like pretty bad life right like he'll uh, he'll be in suffering he or she will be in suffering for most of their life is it ethical for the um for people in charge who, whoever that may be to um to make that decision to genetically alter the baby. Mitch, Mitch, please answer my point. Maybe, I I guess, this this question, this can be up to a lot of people. Because then if you think about it, will will this disease carry on when the child has a child? Yes. That's what a hereditary disease is. It's not necessarily... Yeah, but even if it's genetically modified away for that one child will it won't be in his no no i wasn't talking it won't be in his yeah but i wasn't talking okay, okay, okay. but okay <laughs> let, let, let me just give you this context if if someone does not genetically edit this gene uh out then whatever scenario that gene will be passed on yeah i know that okay. but what if it if for that one child if it is then edit it, it out then will it, it not then it won't because it, that child would not right. have that dna in him Right, so yeah. we're continue. So I mean, I I guess to your point, Dimitri. I guess that's kind of up to. That that's that's really. So what do you think those people should do? The the people who it is up really, to. That, that's that's such a controversial question to think about. Who I'm asking your opinion. Just my opinion. my opinion. I I think it, it's it's up to, the the parents. I guess because if you think about it, like what what would the government, in what sense would the government have a right? To tell those people, no, you can't do that. Because uh, it might be unfair. Say the treatment costs a bunch of money, and well, it's not accessible. And they have to that money, and the parents have well, that money. In in that sense, I guess the the I I think if it would cost a lot of money, it would probably get, and the government wouldn't want to see anything like this. The government would probably highly tax it, and then at the end of the day, the government still agree with it since they're getting a high revenue. Because these, 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 these procedures, they can, they can be like racks, you know, like straight racks, bricks, you know? <laughs> so like, like if you like tax that for like 10%, yeah. that's like straight bank to the, to the government, you know? But not even that, like you allowing, allowing these people, I'm following your standpoint on this outcome, allowing these people who have the financial means of this new technology not only allows them to have uh, a better life because th- there might be even more greater costs if they don't have this genetic editing because they might need to have some older uh, drugs which will help prevent this disease from killing that child per se. But not only that, but having uh, and allowing these people to uh, carry on with CRISPR editing will ultimately lead to the medical industry advancing their technologies and making it better for people. 
in yeah. general. First, can I just say, like, what sort of disease are you talking about? Because if you have two people with, like, an autism or something, they're taking away more from society than they're giving, which is what we talked about. Like, if... Uh, buddy! No, that's, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, they, they take away more, like, time from other people. And they, they, they can't, like, do a functional job. They need so much taken away from them. And if you have two of them having a kid, then it's just adding but more... But why, why would you... How they're, they're still humans. Why would you deny them? They're the obviously right humans, to but if you have two of them having a kid, the kid's gonna have the same issue. Why would you, on purpose, have a kid like, be yeah. given to birth that's gonna have difficulty living his entire life? Can, can you look up if two people with autism have a baby that the baby won't have autism? I don't. I don't think it's actually but possible. But it's <laughs> saying, wait, 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 wait. It's what you're saying. You're saying that they should help the kid out. I'm saying once Arise said Arise fine man said it's just retards multiplying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. No 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 not in a funny way. It's 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 the simple like thing as if you have two people autism is like a really extreme version of it. It's as simple as they're taking away mo- more from society than they're giving in terms of resources and that's a fact. It's not like being mean or discriminatory to these people. And if you have two of them who have a kid, and it's over 50% chance that their kid is going to be autistic as well, why would you... I think at that point, it's don't have the kid. You're putting, subjecting him to the exact same issues. With, he has to live a life like this. Alright, Paul, were you okay. going to elaborate on that point? No, I wasn't going to elaborate on that oh, point. Wait, can, I can, we say, can we say something? Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question. You can go ahead. Yeah, right. Let, let no, me say something, and then you go. Yeah. But in, in this case, where that Dimitri said, this scenario, where they can take away that disease... Then let them do it. Alright, that's great. I was just saying based... Yeah, if if the child is not going to have autism... But then at the same time, it's these two parents have to look after the child. Do you want... Do they? You think these two parents are capable of looking after the child? Like, should the government decide whether they're capable? Okay, but they're not absolute vegetables. Like, they still are... (laughs) They could be. No. (laughs) They could be. Okay, but like, still, they're still humans at the end of the day. And it's only natural for uh, people to have children. And so you inhibiting them from having... A child, or even letting them have a child, but then <coughs> refusing them to actually take care of their own child is inhumane. They could, well, it's let a, me it's say a something. Right, the right yeah. to children. The right to family is a human right. So I think the issue is not whether or not these guys should have a kid. And uh, just are they fit to have? A, no. The, the the thing is, and if I'm not mistaken, this usually goes to court. If they're fit enough to yeah. take care of the kid, that's, and that's usually the problem. They can have the kid whatever they want. Yeah. And I think if it is possible, indeed. To get rid of autism or whatever the disease is before the kid is born, I think that's good. They should yeah. definitely go for it. And before we go into Paul's question, I think I wanted to say that my personal like line in a way is I think I'm all for genetic engineering or whatever CRISPR that's gonna even the playing field for for everyone because I think there's so many problems in the world that I mean. I think you should solve the current problems before trying to make someone stronger or whatever, you know? Facts, facts. That's big brain right there. Good, good point, by the way. Thank you. So I think once uh, humanity has reached a certain standard, I think then, sure, I mean, go engineer, go play with yourself, not sexually. <laughs> <laughs> and, go, sexually go and sexually. And sexually, I mean, yeah, do it, man. But it there are, hold up, but I'd like to present the other side of the argument, is that there are always these recessive genes which appear no matter, appear no matter what. Um, like evolution takes place and always has enabled. Okay. Ed- wait. Hypocritical. Okay, can you let me speak, please? Uh, you just. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Look what you did. No, no, no. I wasn't distracting anyone. You just distracted the whole conversation, Omer. Be me, me, bong. We apologize for further <laughs> technical difficulties. Back to Axel. Right, so as I was saying, 
Um, right, so... so sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, evolution has allowed us, uh, any and all species, to develop in their current, like, climate and to advance them to be better suited for that said climate. And so... But, however, there are still these different abnormalities in DNA, which makes it so that one in a million, for example, of, I don't know, chimpanzees will have a mental defect, or not, not mental, just like medical defect, right? And so, in that sense, when, you, when you're evening the playing field, Pablo, there is still the possibility, hypothetically, although I believe that it will happen, that no matter, no matter what, even if the entire 8 billion of us by then, or nine, whatever the population will be at that time, have been genetically modified, there's still the possibility, really big possibility, that there's going to be some defects within our genes, uh, and then we'll still have to continue with this CRISPR process. And so you wouldn't be actually able to go further and beyond rather than even the playing field. Okay, I think, I think you're right. I mean, uh, actually, um, even in the playing field for eight billion of us, it's pretty unrealistic. What I meant, basically, what I was against, is like this guy in the documentary that's like shooting himself on a daily. He looks like a heroin addict, <laughs> like to make himself stronger. I'm but like, he's not. He's not. My man, he's not making himself stronger. He wants bigger muscles. Okay, no, well, no, not even. He, he did it once. He's not doing it. No, he day. trust me, he does. The, after he does it more, he has like a ton of like. Oh yeah, but that, but that's only like in this area, in <laughs> his, in his uh, upper forearm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, what I was saying is like people shouldn't uh, be doing that to get stronger, get better than other people. I mean, bro, just go to the gym. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> what I mean, like, the, I don't know. It's not ethical no. to to waste money or to, you know, to investigate into making people better when there's a ton of people, like, living in terrible conditions that need it more than them. Sure. Yeah, Very good point. Good point. This is going back to what Mitch was talking about quite a while ago. Um... Don't, Mitch, don't you think it's unfair that some people that have the financial stability to buy such um, such things are granted the accessibility to this instead of people that actually <coughs> need it to like genetically modify their their flaws? Well, uh, a big example I just kind of thought of uh, was like, <coughs> of of course, like there's always gonna be some unfair. For example, let's just say, let's just say, so th think with me, all right? I will. I'm thinking with yo yo. Hypothetically, right? <laughs> People in like Africa have to like either walk or like use the bike like miles and miles. Have to walk a big proportion of the day, right? Some people in Africa. Some, some. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to generalize. All right. But like, uh, but so they don't have the availability to like mobility. Like for example, a rich person can buy like a, a Lambo, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and, and go places like faster, you know. So that's kind of in the in the same thing, like. People with just richer that are just have a better financial status can, let let's just say like go places quicker, while they don't actually need it since they're like in a financial like good state. While people in like Africa, uh, not generalizing, like just some people like have to go a while and don't have like, for example, the mobility. Sure, but that doesn't actually answer the question of yeah. what Paul was asking. <laughs> was the fact that. Paul was asking whether it makes more sense for people who actually need and require this CRISPR technology uh, and they should be granted that rather than people who have the financial means and just want to do it for the bands, you know, and then have better children who are modified. And then in that sense, it raises the ethical considerations of whether uh, we should prioritize uh, LICs in that sense. And I mean, 
it's a big discussion for the bit. But I mean, I, I wanted to ask you, Dimitri, um, like whether you think that uh, different transnational corporations who would be in charge of CRISPR uh, should prioritize them, the LSEs. Um, well, to be honest, in from their perspective, I don't think it would make sense for them because they're going to get more people who um, who can pay more for the product and um, and, w- and will pay more for the product in higher income countries. So unless they're pushed to or subsidized, subsidized. By, by a government, um, then it's not really going to... Uh, they're not going to have this incentive, but uh, from from an ethical standpoint, in the sense of leveling the playing field, um, yeah, I, I think that w- that would be a way to go. But um, but but that also that that also raises the question that if, if that is the road you take, and the leveling and the playing field is leveled, what then? Because these people. Uh, these people who have gotten the genetic modifications, what happens now? Does their growth actually um, surpass the growth of uh, higher income countries or previously higher income countries? Are Are you saying like that if, for example, we give uh, let's just take like Africa, like give a specific like Ethiopia for example. All right, Ethiopia. If if they get <coughs> this CRISPR protein that they can get rid of a lot of genetic diseases right do you think like it would surpass maybe america for okay. example so maybe. so i um i should have been clear in my point no, uh, i'm just asking i'm just asking yeah um so i don't think it would be the case with diseases because diseases they don't really or well, you're, you're you're saying like I'm, just I'm, i mean itself would just get more enhanced than like an american yeah for, for oh, that uh, you're saying like maybe then an Ethiopian can like modify themselves to be just like more productive and smarter and therefore create uh, just society. That yeah, exactly. Are, are, so I see what you're saying. so that once they get to the loving level playing field, um, what happens then? What, do, do we take what, that genetic what, modification away or which what, is pre- really unrealistic? But I mean, you can't. It's impossible to take it away once it's inside someone. But I mean, there isn't much. I don't believe that it'll surpass uh, high-income countries because there's all the statistic um, for the the fact that um, uh, yeah, because I mean, you have the environmental aspects to take into consideration, where the diseases are still going to to be there. Like um, I don't know, like bad spreading uh, AIDS, for example. I mean, like it probably isn't true, but. Um, in high-income countries, you have this environmental aspect, which does not pose threat and danger to uh, normal people who aren't enhanced. And so, if you have people who are enhanced, uh, who are still in this medium of uh, danger, where they can, where they can get, uh, can be exposed to threatening viruses, for example, then it would be virtually impossible for them to surpass. Uh, an American type of medical level. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for your point. Thank you, Axel. Thank, Thank you, you, Axel. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. So I think we're gonna wrap up now. This has been uh, 
quite a long episode, longer than we planned. How long? How long? Uh, 55 minutes. 55 minutes. Pretty good. Yeah. Do you want to give a shout out? Oh yeah, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to my man, Pierre-Louis. This man was really anxious about a podcast and he was kind of mad how we didn't get a podcast out last week. Yeah. So thank you, Pierre-Louis, for your continuous support. Th- this extra long him. one is for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No <laughs> <pun intended. laughs> okay. Uh, th- thank you for listening to Making Sense with the Boys. Follow us on Instagram. Welcome, welcome. S- send us messages <laughs> on um, on our uh, anchor.com and listen to us on Spotify. And Making Sense with the Boys. That is Walsh to put it in the bulletin, please. Dude, yes. we we would like our podcast to be in the bulletin, yeah. which we're working on that. Um, Give feedback on Insta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how can we improve? Don't tell us to not do sports, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, thanks. See you guys next time. Bye.